You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey, everybody. Trevor Noah here, back with another episode of the Daily Social Distancing Show. Now, before we get into the show, uh, I've been getting a lot of questions from you online asking about things behind me. The other day, people asked me why the plant was dying, so I replaced it. And uh, now I've noticed a lot of people asking what the round things are behind me. And first of all, no, it's not a sex thing, so stop saying that, okay? These are actually African heritage domes, which a mother hands down to her son to remind him of the bond they'll always share. We call them impunduzako. That's what it is. Anyway, we're now on day 12 of staying at home to try and stop the coronavirus and destroy my social life. And here's your tip of the day. If you're baking cupcakes and you run out of icing, you can just use toothpaste. Yeah, it looks exactly the same. And now your cupcakes are healthy. Anyway, tonight, we're gonna catch up on the latest news, like businesses booming from coronavirus, the trials of Dr. Fauci, and President Trump itching to leave the house again. So let's get into it. Welcome to the Daily Social Distancing Show. From Trevor's couch in New York City to your couch somewhere in the world, this is the Daily Social Distancing Show with Trevor Noah. Ears edition. Okay, let's kick it off with some good news first. As you know, hospitals are running short on essential equipment to treat people with coronavirus. And that includes ventilators to help people breathe. Because remember, it's a respiratory illness. But now, this is great news. Major car manufacturers like Ford and General Motors have announced that they'll be retooling their factories so they can make ventilators to help out. It'll take a few months to get them up and running, but still, I mean, this is great that the car companies are stepping up to help with the ventilator shortage. And it's gonna be great. It just means the next Fast and the Furious movie is gonna be a little bit weird. It's about family and breathing and social distancing. Oh, another good piece of news right now is uh, for all the wild animals out there. You see, because with millions of us humans locked indoors, bears, deer, elephants, and other animals are now just exploring cities around the world without fear. Yeah, so basically after hundreds of years of animals being in the zoo, now the tables have turned and we're the ones in the zoo. Yeah, soon you're just gonna see elephants outside your window looking in like, oh wow, honey, come look, come look at this guy in his cute little trunk. Oh, he's so adorable. (laughs) Oh, I'll never forget this. (laughs) So, that's the good news. The bad news is that corona is still surging around the world with almost 400,000 confirmed global infections. Yeah, and all over the world, people are reacting. In my home country of South Africa, President Ramaphosa has announced a nationwide 21-day lockdown. But the shutdown only goes into effect on Friday, which is really cool. It's like the coronavirus is getting a bachelor party. It's like, all right, boys, I got three days of freedom. Let's go to the club and make it count. Now, I think this is great for so many reasons. One, it gives people time to stock up without slitting each other's throats over toilet paper. Hashtag America, hashtag no names, hashtag you know who I'm talking about. Two, it gives everyone a chance to get a haircut so they're not looking like a caveman when they're stuck inside the house. Look at me. Where are you, Baba? Where are you? And most importantly, three days notice gives you time, crucial time, to convert your crush into your quarantine bay. Yeah. You don't think about that. America just announces shutdown. What about all the single people? At least in South Africa, they give you time. You got four days. You can be like, hey, you wanna 
corona and chill for the next 21 days? Yeah, yeah. So that's South Africa. Now over in Britain, after months of hoping the problem would go away, yesterday, Prime Minister Boris Johnson announced that he was also locking down the entire country for at least three weeks. Yes, Britons will only be allowed to leave their home for supplies, essential work, and one form of daily exercise. Yeah, and if you're wondering what that means, it is a little strange that they say one form of daily exercise. So it's almost like if you're going for a jog, you can't walk after, they're like, oi, 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 one form, you're running or you're walking, but I'm tired, that means you keep running. Oh, and if you're wondering what the British do to exercise, well, they, they do traditional British things like cycling, uh, rowing, and obviously colonization. Now, in America, the situation is steadily getting worse. New York and California are starting to see their hospitals overwhelmed with corona cases, with California predicting its hospitals will be short about 17,000 beds. And New York is saying it needs to double its hospital beds just to keep up with surging demand. And the news isn't much better for the economy. You see, in the wake of millions of American workers being forced to stay home, people are losing their jobs and companies are being forced to shut down. Although, and this is strange, there are some businesses who are experiencing a surge, a positive surge because of coronavirus. Stores like Dollar General, Walmart, Papa John's, and Amazon are seeing so much demand right now that they're hiring hundreds of thousands of new workers. Not to mention, and this is real, Pornhub is experiencing a spike in traffic. Like, I mean like a super spike. You know, like the corona curve? That's also the porn curve as well. We need to flatten both of those curves. Yeah, Pornhub blowing up. You know who you are watching The Daily Show and then after you go to Pornhub, huh? What are you searching there? Coronavirus news? I see you. In fact, Pornhub is so busy right now, they had to hire a special team of people just to keep their servers running. We actually have video of them right now. Wow, I never realized porn ran on coal. It's fascinating, you learn something new every day. All right, now the main story in America right now, like most days for the past five years, is Donald J. Trump. Ever since this epidemic began, he's been desperate for it to miraculously resolve itself, right? He downplayed its severity. He said it would vanish magically in April. And lately, he's been promoting the drug chloroquine as a miracle cure. Now, this drug hasn't actually been tested and evidence of its benefits are still anecdotal. But because the president is out there promoting it every day, there has been a run on it. People are panicking and they're trying to get this drug because they think it can help. And the problem is that a lot of people with diseases like lupus and rheumatoid arthritis actually need this medication. And now there's a shortage and they can't get it. It's so frustrating, man. You know what we need to do with Donald Trump? The same way they bleep out curse words in rap videos, they need to start bleeping out Trump's misinformation at his press briefings. Yeah. Every time he's up there at the podium, whenever he speaks, they should be ready with the censors. He'll be like, I wanna tell you all about the benefits of word word and all the great things it can formative big time and it's great
for your skin. Thank you. Now, as much as you want to blame Trump, we also have to ask ourselves how people are getting a prescription drug that they don't need. Yes, Trump is wrong for recommending this when he's not a doctor, but clearly there are some shady-ass real doctors out there who are putting people's lives at risk, and they should definitely know better than Donald Trump. Oh, and promoting unproven cures isn't the only sign that Donald Trump desperately wants to wish the coronavirus away. Because now, now he actually thinks we've done enough social distancing. And in his opinion, it's just time for everybody to get back to work. America will again and soon be open for business. Uh, very soon, a lot sooner than uh, three or four months that somebody was suggesting. A uh, lot sooner. We cannot let the cure be worse than the problem itself. We're not going to let the cure be worse than the problem. Our country is not supposed to be, you know, it's not, it's not built to shut down. Our people are full of vim and vigor and energy. They don't want to be locked into a, a house or an apartment or some space. They, it's not for our country. You know, you can destroy a country this way by closing it down. Now, look. I know many health experts are saying Trump is extremely irresponsible right now, but I can see where Donald Trump is coming from, all right? I can see why he wants social distancing to end. I would also take my chances with coronavirus if the alternative was spending months trapped in the house with Eric. Dad, now that we're here forever, do you have time for me? Uh, Corona, it's over, folks. Time to get it back out there. It's over. It's over. No more so. The, the cure is worse than the problem. But, Dad, we gotta stay indoors. No, 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 we don't. No, we don't. Corona! I'm ready for you. Here's the thing. I know Trump wants to reassess things after the 15-day quarantine. That's what he keeps on saying, right? He says we should reassess after the 15-day quarantine is over. But... What quarantine? Two-thirds of the American population hasn't even been quarantined. People around the country have been out at bars, at restaurants, beaches the whole time. So what are we reassessing after the 15 days, huh? We're just gonna go back to normal after doing a half-assed job? Because some of us have been flattening the curve. See this? See this? This is flattening the curve. Yeah, but you guys realize the curve can unflatten too, huh? It's like that, and then we bring it down, it can go back. It's like eating healthy. After a week, you start feeling yourself, you see results, then you're like, oh, this is great, I can eat ice cream again, then boom, the curve is back. And you know what I think? I think because coronavirus is invisible, a lot of people aren't taking it seriously enough. Like, we would treat the threat completely differently if we could see it. Like, imagine if coronavirus was zombies running through the streets right now, and people were telling you, 80 zombies, eight people in Washington state, 400 zombies in Italy. Yeah, I can tell you now, we wouldn't be like, all right, guys, time to get back to work. We gotta get back to work ASAP. We'd be like, okay, obviously, let's uh, finish the zombies before we reopen Quiznos. How about that, guys? Just be like, hey, have we gotten the zombie outbreak under control? Be like, no, not at all, but... It's time to get back to our normal lives. We've just got to accept that the zombies are part of life now. That's, that's just how we are. Ah, the zombie's eating my brains! Look, all of us are gonna lose a little bit of our brains to the zombies, okay, Steve? Stop being so dramatic. Everybody's brains get eaten a little bit. This is the price we pay for freedom. Now look, obviously everyone wants the economy to be back up and running again, right? Everyone wants that. 
Businesses are struggling to stay open. People are losing their jobs. But the difficult truth is this. If America leaves social distancing behind too soon, if any country does it too soon, the experts have warned that many people could die. And most people would want to do whatever it takes to prevent that from happening. But there's an interesting strain of thought that's going around that maybe a lot of people dying is just the cost of a really great economy. Overnight, backlash after the lieutenant governor of Texas suggested some seniors are willing to die to get the economy moving again. Tucker, no one reached out to me and said, uh, as a senior citizen, uh, are you willing to take a chance on your survival in exchange for keeping the America that all America loves for your children and grandchildren? And if that's the exchange, I'm all in. Um, and that doesn't make me noble or brave or anything like that. I just think there are lots of grandparents out there in this country like me. My message is that um, uh, let's get back to work. Let's get back to living. You know, and if I get sick, I'll go and try to get better. But if I don't, I don't. Wow. Is this guy being serious right now? He wants grandparents to sacrifice themselves so that the economy can get restarted months earlier? Yeah, I'm sure right now, there's an old man on his deathbed just like, goodbye, Jimmy. It's like, no, Grandpa, don't go. It's like, it's okay, buddy. You'll always have the Dow Jones and the S&P 500. Oh, and Jimmy, before I forget, yes, Grandpa, the NASDAQ. Look, people, if we go back to doing nothing, the number of deaths from coronavirus could be in the millions. And the problem with these numbers sometimes is that we think of them as numbers. Think of everybody in your life. If I said to you, you could lose one or two family members, would you be able to choose who? And those of you who could choose, you're assholes. Everyone else, you know what feeling I'm talking about. And don't forget, this is not just a people with coronavirus problem, right? Because if we let this thing get out of control, anyone who needs a hospital would be in trouble. If you get in a car crash, if you have a heart attack, if you ate too much toothpaste from your cupcakes, there may not be space in the hospital for you because the hospital is already dealing with everyone who has coronavirus. Because you see, hospitals are not made for a massive influx of patients like this. Think of it this way. You've got all these people who need to go to a hospital at the same time. Yes, millions of people go to the hospital every single year, but we go steadily. If we all go at the same time, it cannot cope, and then more people die because of it. The simplest way to think of it is this. You know how the internet crashes every time Kim Kardashian releases a new butt pic? Yeah? Now imagine if she decided to release 100 butt pics in one day. The internet would crash so hard it would delete itself, and then we'd go back to the Stone Age, who was just telling each other stories in caves. It was like this, and Kanye hated that she was doing it. So before you take Donald Trump's advice to go back to work early, think about Kim Kardashian's butt. That sounded better in my head. All right, anyway, before we go for a quick break, let's check in on my good friend, Michael Costa, and see how he's handling his self-quarantine. Let me just see if I can call him in here. Yo, Costa, what's going on, dude? Good to see you, man. Oh, this is, man, I've, it's been so long. 
Wow. Look at you, all Corona. I love you. You're also growing. We're both growing the beard. beards stuck indoors. Well, this, Trevor, this is a beard. You, you got a little hair on your face, you know? That's it. Um, anyway, I was, I was just calling to see how, you, how you're doing, my friend. Forgot how much of an asshole you are and I actually missed you. What, are you. what are you keeping up to? What are you doing? I'm enjoying self-quarantine, to be honest with you. I'm t taking it as an opportunity to get to know some of my neighbors, you know? Damn, I didn't think you were that kind of guy. What are you like? Are you Skyping or are you, are you doing the Italian thing where you talk um, like across the balconies? Yeah, you know, yeah, sort of. You know, I'm just kind of taking a moment. Oh, for instance, this guy, Bill, across the street, I mean, he puts mustard on his French fries. That's not something I would ever think to do, but it's actually quite delicious. Costa, are you, are you spying on your neighbors? Why is this any different than Instagram? Okay, and get this, Trevor, the guy on floor six, he showers completely naked. Oh, and this woman in 5A, I think she's a murderer. She has like eight, nine, 10 knives. Who has that many knives? And they're different shapes and they're different sizes. That's psycho to me. Costa, I think you're talking about cooking knives, man. And, and, and the weirdest thing, the guy in 7B, he seems much happier than he than he was last year at this time. I think he has a new girlfriend, maybe. Wait, what, wait, what do you mean last year? Have you been, I thought this was like a coronavirus thing. You've been, you've been spying on people for years? Hey, it's something, it's a little hobby, something I do. Costa, you gotta respect people's privacy. You, you, can't, you can't just do this. Oh, relax, Trevor. Most people are very boring. For instance, the guy across the street, all day he sits on his computer and just video chats with people. You know, I know it's quarantine time, but get a life, bro. You know, and he's wearing a bomber jacket, kind of similar to yours. It's pretty nice, but his, his apartment, his decor, it all seems very lame to me. <laughs> Wait, is he's wearing a... Yeah, he's wearing a blue bomber jacket, actually, similar. Is he waving his arms right now, Costa? How did you know that? And he's got these weird balls behind him. It's like a... God damn it, Costa, you're spying on me. Where, what, are you, what are you doing? Well, what? What? That's me. You're spying on me. That's me. Can you see me? That's me. What are you doing? What are those balls? Are those like a sex thing or something? No, it's not a, it's not a sex thing. It's an African thing. Just put the, put the binoculars down. Put, put the thing down. Stop. Like, this is just... God damn, this is an invasion of... All right. Anyway, thanks for nothing, Michael Costa. Don't go away, because when the Daily Social Distancing Show comes back, we'll be chatting to the hottest quarantine DJ in town, DJ D-Nice, only on The Daily Show. Don't go away. You can't go away. So just keep watching. Welcome back to The Daily Social Distancing Show. Earlier on, I got to speak to DJ D-Nice, who's been throwing the hottest quarantine party around live on Instagram. Check it out. All right, we can just jump into it. Welcome to the show. Huh? I feel like we've all, we've all been thrust into this new world of living in a different way, and then you're the first person who I felt like truly captured, like, bring joy into the world of social distancing. What, did you think your stream was gonna blow up as much as it? Because I think you started with, what, 200 people? And then it jumped to like 100,000 over time. I started with 200 and no, I didn't think it was going to become what it did. And um, it was literally me sitting at home and just kind of feeling isolated and missing my friends. And, you know, I'm right. a world DJ, so I'm used to being around a lot of people. And I just felt like 
I needed to do something. I was going stir crazy in here. So I started my IG Live, and I had never really used IG Live. I started it just to invite some of my friends and just to play music from my laptop into the phone and share old school stories about some of these records that I had produced back when I was like 18 and 19 years right, old. Right, right, right. And then it just kind of took off like with the stories. And then one of my buddies is uh, another DJ named DJ Clark Kent. He was like, you should actually start DJing in, in, in your uh, IG Live. And it turned into like this massive party. What actually I thought it was massive. It went from 200 to 10,000 people. And I was just excited about that. And by the time, <laughs> by the time Friday arrived, it was like, 25,000 people and J-Lo was in there and then Drake right, popped right. in, Oprah popped in and, and uh, then Michelle Obama popped in and that was like, I froze up for a bit. And even though I DJ for Michelle and, uh, and, the, and the former president, it was still kind of surreal that I'm used, I'm used to being in their world and now they're in my world. Like they came over to see what I was up to and just having all of these artists in there was right, just right. like, amazing that they were coming to to d nice to see what i was up to right and the and also the music the music that i chose to play was much different than what i would play at a party so at a party i'm looking at people and trying to cater to them but when uh -huh. you're in that in that world is you know there's no audience so i literally just played from the heart i played what i felt do you think the sets you've created now are gonna become the sets that you start playing once social distancing is over? Do you think, do you think this period has helped D-Nice create like a new idea or do you think this set is specifically designed for what you're doing on Instagram? No, I think that this is going to become the norm of, because other DJs have called me, you know, to say like, I mean, other big DJs like, dude, you reminded me of what it felt like to actually just play music that you love. Oh, so I think wow. people are going to start incorporating that into their sets. I think people were in that chat room, in that IG Live rather, to hear me play and to, to experience it. And, and the fact that they were engaged for, I played nine hours in there. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah, it was a nine-hour set of like a straight marathon set where it was just fun and it, it didn't even feel like it. It was just mind-blowing. It was mind-blowing. So you, you, I, I feel like... You, yeah, I mean, to, to, have, to have a party where you have Michelle Obama pop in, I don't think... I don't think... I think there's like a handful of people on the planet who can say that phrase, I was throwing a party and then Michelle Obama pops in. And now she hasn't just popped in. The two of you also teaming up. You're going to be you're going to be DJing another big set that's coming up. But this time you're teaming up with Michelle Obama's um, organization. What is what is that going to be? The whole concept of it, it's Michelle's organization and she's trying to, you know, increase voter registration. So right, right. they came up with an idea to throw a couch party where we can like just kind of galvanize people to register to vote. So well, it's a party with a purpose, you know, where I'll play great music. We'll make sure, you know, to remind people to log on to, you know, the site to register to vote, and which is important. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to, I mean, it's a big election year, so she's trying to drive that traffic up. Hey, man, if there's anyone who can drive the traffic, it's the hottest DJ in the world right now. It's so amazing because when you just type DJ into Google right now, it auto-corrects it to D-Nice. So clearly you've done, a, you've done a major thing. Congratulations on creating something completely new. And I hope this is just the beginning. And thank you, man. Thank you for making us all dance. Thank you for, for bringing a little joy into everybody's lives. I'll see you at the party tomorrow. All right, absolutely. Have on your dancing shoes, man. I'll be there. Let's do it. Yeah, and that was me chatting to DJ D-Nice, which means I'm now 
by proxy the most popular person on Instagram. Well, that's it for today's episode of the Daily Social Distancing Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Before we go, I wanted to remind you one more time that you can donate to nokidhungry.org. And by doing this, you will help kids get a good meal while their schools are shut down. And if you want to help kids in New York City specifically, then all you need to do is go to cityharvest.org and give whatever you're able to. It's helping the kids, we're raising money. Thank you so much to everybody who's participated in this. A little bit goes a long, long way. Stay safe out there. I'll see you back here tomorrow. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, ears edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. 